Hey, hey, everyone. It's Get Cynical. And for the last episode of our John Green miniseries, uh, we kind of punted it to the listeners of the show, what they wanted us to talk about, because there is a bunch of stuff we could have done. There's an abundance of Catherines. There's an, uh, I think, a Bollywood adaptation of The Fault in Our Stars. There's a, ho a whole host of things that we could have talked about, but I wanted to see what people really, really wanted us to touch upon. And the almost unanimous answer was they wanted to talk, wanted us to talk about John Green's YouTube and Tumblr career. Um, the stuff he made with Crash Course, with Vlogbrothers, and uh, his storied history of him beefing like Phil Fish style on the internet with his fans. And, uh, yeah, so today we are going to be talking about all of that. We watched a bunch of Crash Course videos. Most of them were very boring. I don't know why you wanted us to talk about this at all, but, you know, we did that for you. And then we also found an absolute fucking goldmine of drama of a fucking Mary Sue article from about 10 years ago that is one of the funniest things I think I have ever read. So we might just read that whole thing in its entirety. <laughs> and go through it. So, talked about a couple of Crash Course videos, and I wanted someone who could, like, kind of debunk or talk shit about uh, a lot of the historical inaccuracies and general problems with Crash Course's whole deal. Uh, so, I brought in my friend Zoe and asked her to recommend a few videos for us. And Zoe, which ones did you pick? Well, so, I, uh, you know, I will say that I misled you guys a bit in that yes i love history and i despise pop history uh and crash course is of course pop history so i'm definitely going to talk about that but the real reason is that uh the most mortifying school story i have is associated with crash course i'm gonna save it until the mary sue conversation because it is very much relevant but um, yeah, no, I, I recommended we talk about like the, the Israel and Palestine one. He has a capitalism and socialism one. Uh, and of course, there's quite a few psychology ones, which are um, mildly funny. Again, most of the Crash Course videos, they are just white bread. They're nothing that crazy, but it's still pop history. And I'm, you know, autistic about that stuff. And it annoys me. Yes. Uh, I I mentioned this before, but uh, I went to a private school that had something like a $20,000 a year. As did uh, I. Yeah, fee. And I only got in because both of my parents worked there at the time. And that completely covered the costs. So, you know, I wasn't like, you know, I was comfortably middle class, but I, w I was surrounded by fucking Little Lord Fauntleroy's. And one of the things we did in ninth grade history was our teacher who I think it was her first year teaching, uh, would make us watch Crash Course videos and then do worksheets on the Crash Course videos. So if you're, if you're thinking of sending your kid to a private education, it's not worth it, okay? It's really not fucking worth it. Yeah, the thing that fucks me up about that most is not that you're just being like given YouTube videos uh, to do, but like the thing that I kept thinking while like watching these, like, again, pretty boring Crash Course videos is like, what age range already is intended for and it's like you it, it's like if you had to watch episodes of zoom on pbs uh as like a high school senior it's just like all right we are we are going to to teach you all of blue's clues and then i mean you're good from there you joke but like the best day ever in seventh grade uh in seventh grade science class for me we had this teacher who I think was working through a personality disorder that uh, she should have watched that Hank Green video. <laughs> she would sc scream at our class constantly, but one day she was just fed up with our bullshit, so she just wheeled in the TV and played uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy, which oh, is yeah. aimed at, like, five-year-olds. And we all went ape shit, but especially because she actually she accidentally had the uh, Spanish-dubbed version. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so we just sat through two minutes of Bill Scientifico, Bill, 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 Bill. And it took her two minutes before she had a fucking tantrum in front of the class. That's so, That's so cool. Cherished memory. Yeah. Um, but you are right, Hannah, though. Like these videos, 
are it's very odd because the animation style is obviously it feels like it should be like little Einstein little Einstein stuff. Yeah. And then the writing is like, all right, listen up, buckos. We're going to talk about this. Like, you know, very early 2010s uh, crack.com speak. And then the actual material is extremely dry and is no more interesting that it's just what if your history teacher had a script? Basically, mm-hmm. that's it. Instead of having to like kind of like free ball it for 45 minutes. It's interesting uh, because they don't even really achieve the Kazergazat. Kazergazat. Kurzgazat. Kurzgazat. You need to put some respect on the Gates Foundation's name. Videos like virality, right? Like mm-hmm. fucking yeah. capitalism versus socialism from Crash Course is not going viral. Like the only people who are watching that are like uh a girl who just finished the entire Twilight series and fancies herself like the smart kid in the class and somebody who's been forced to watch it by a history teacher. Like this is not yes. coming up on your recommended, which differentiates it with from like Kazergzat or like um who's the bald guy? Um V Sauce. No. V Sauce, yeah. Yeah, TGB TGB CGP Gray uh as well. But yeah, those guys are like masters of the like uh what do they call it? Edutainment uh yes. content. Whereas whereas like Crash Course really just kind of failed upwards. Yeah. Yes. No. It, it's something that I noticed that, like, the, the John ones that we saw, my understanding is that John does, like, the history and social studies ones, mm-hmm. and then um, Hank does anything that's more into the realm of, like, hard or soft sciences. Um, but, like, the John ones will make some sort of attempt towards, like, early, mid-2010s internet skits and stuff, and it'll have, like, himself dressed in other outfits to be like oh this is my annoying awkward past self who had dumb ideas on this complicated topic um but like hank doesn't seem to do that at all in the couple that we saw from him it's just the the absolute driest um like you could tell that they were struggling to figure out like okay well what can we animate here and so often the animation is just that like it'll be kind of a, a PowerPoint preset background and then like a keyword is just in on the screen in huge text. And it's like, what the fuck do you get out of this? I, I gotta <laughs> say, the the animations in the sex video, I'm never gonna be able to unsee that shit, man. It is horrible. The in the in the crash course sex video, seeing those fucking like <laughs> those fucking AI generated like cartoons moaning and grunting is oh, it's awful man <laughs> the i mean this was this this was very much the style at the time or and i mean yeah. i mean i don't know maybe it was going out of style frankly because there's videos that we watched from like less than 10 years ago um but the style of those like i don't know uh spencer and maybe zoe maybe you might be too young to remember typography music videos uh, mm, no, I don't I, i'm so. sure Eric videos Hannah knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. This was like, we would have a song, probably, you know, not exclusively, but probably by, like, Jonathan Colton. Um, and it would be like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to have, like, the lyrics pop up, but it's going to be in, like, a fancy, oh, like, sure. graphic design type way. And there might be, like, kind of, like, you know, the stick figures on, like, the bathroom signs, like, kind of doing little animations at the same time. And it'll be like, sure. when he sings about this object, it's like the words they pop up and they kind of form the object. And that is like the vibe of this, right? It is like that kind of like nerd, nerd graphic design, uh, fetishism of like the late two thousands, early 2010s. It's it's the same aesthetic that went into like those t-shirts that were like, here are all the spoilers for movies, you know, like it's, it's, it's that guy trying to be the cool yeah. teacher. It's those shirts that were like Harry and Hermione and Ron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah no those were called lyric videos by the time i think they made it to yeah. the gen z generation mm-hmm. yeah they got um, lyric videos for like juice world and stuff they sound a little lazier than that but. that's true well now like artists just do it themselves right it's like taylor mm-hmm. swift's official mm-hmm. lyric video but they it's not the same amount of effort it's right because usually effort, it's just yeah. like a stock background of like some purple smoke or something exactly as the words <laughs> as the words come up yeah i mean all of this is definitely 
explained, I think, by the personalities of John and Hank. So I was a huge Vlogbrothers person as as a child. Um, I read Fault in Our Stars. I thought it was a fucking five-star banger. Um, I was like, this is the best shit I've ever read. And then after that, I found out about, I guess, like the whole kind of Vlogbrothers uh extended universe this horrible twisted realm um i wasn't really on tumblr so i kind of arrived here in a in a later like less uh og way but um you know mm-hmm. i knew all the the stupid shit that don't forget to be awesome shit or whatever uh yeah yeah and um i watched fuck i just forgot to be awesome <laughs> i hate when i forget to be <laughs> awesome I haven't been awesome. I hate when I forget to be awesome and I have to fucking punch a hole in my mirror and like (laughs) fucking remember once again I need to be awesome. I I hate when I'm like I'm turning and tossing late at night and I don't know why I can't go to sleep and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to be awesome today. That's it. God damn. I mean, that's why we drink, isn't it? But uh, I I think that uh, I think that I I slowly. You know, after watching John play FIFA uh, on his like alternate YouTube channel and uh, play the Wimbledon Wimbly Womblies, uh, I slowly started to realize that uh, these guys are kind of fucking losers. Um, John is a loser in a way that I find much more sympathetic. He is um, the terminal like uh, gifted uh, gifted kid. Like he truly is very passionate about literature. He has, you know, a, a true passion for like the his, history of literature and, and drama as well. Uh, and he knows deep down that he's um, a fucking fraud and he writes books for children and that comes out occasionally in fighting on Tumblr. Uh, whereas Hank, um, Hank is like a step away from like hanging out with Epstein. Like he, I legitimately believe this. He, his like personality and like beliefs, they are like very well aligned with like, you know, like the fucking scientists that like Epstein would like invite out to his island to like explain to him how he can like have his children last for a thousand years or something. Uh, he's like, he was a huge Elon Musk dick writer. Uh, I don't know if he still is. I think he may have fallen off that. I haven't kept up. Uh, he very famously um, has been like had a hand in turning every aspect of their lives into something that makes money since day one. Uh, so much so that John and him would get in fights early on because like even their most side project of side project, Hank would try to monetize. And yeah. I think that kind of discrepancy comes out in something like Crash Course where you're like, what actually is this? Like, is this something they care about? Were they trying to turn this into something they could sell to schools? Like, what the fuck is this? The John Green, it, you made it click in my head that if John Green was like a high school English teacher, he would be like the high school English teacher you still remember when you're like totally. in college or whatever. Like, yeah. he would be the best fucking high school English teacher, like the one who would like let you eat lunch with him in the fucking teacher's lounge or whatever and listen yeah. to bullshit. He I, he, I think his greatest aspiration is to be Lisa's substitute. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. holy shit, that's perfect. Oh, damn. Yeah, no. There's there's worse things to aspire to. Um, yeah. Where Hank uh, yeah. Green, Hank Green, like, he's got NGO physiognomy, basically. That's the only <laughs> way I could describe it. Yeah. Just, just no, his, like his, he, his, his, his highest aspiration is to be like one of the people whose name is not listed on the Clinton Foundation website. <laughs> yeah. no, this he is, is mad yeah. he wasn't smart enough to come up with like sterilization efforts for like West India. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this oh, is something God. that I was definitely like struggling with when like watching his videos because you can very clearly get a sense of what John gets out of all of this, right? Like, he has that sense of being somebody who is, like, probably really lonely and bullied as a kid and is a little overeager about, like, these days, like, trying to make sure that nobody else feels that way and being like, oh, well, I wish I had had someone like me when I was, you know, uh, little. And it's like, you know, that doesn't always work as we're going to see, like, later in this episode. (laughs) It might get a little complicated. 
But it is this very understandable human need of like wanting to sort of pay this fulfillment forward and, and wanting to try to be inspirational to these kids. And it's something that like on a smaller scale, you see a lot with like the attempts at the cool teacher, right? Of like somebody who just really doesn't necessarily find that extreme social acceptance among peers, but like wants to to try to get that, not in a predatory way, but like with this younger group, right? To to leave a positive impression on them. Yeah, with Hank, I, it's just I like, think... what the fuck is this asshole getting out of this? And <laughs> yeah. now that Zoe explained it, I it makes a little more sense. There, there is a darkness the, in Hank, I think, absolutely. The, yeah, I think with John Green, people misread the guy. Like everyone, you know, at the time, which again, we're going to have to talk about, like the, the go-to punchline <laughs> is like, oh, he's trying to pick up teenage girls because, you know, he's, uh, he's writing shitty poetry for them. But... No, I, I don't think that's accurate at all. I, it's really clear that what he just wants is to, like, make an impact on kids' lives, basically, in the most, like, wholesome and earnest way possible. And he chases that to the absolute corniest possible destination he can within his talent. And, uh, yeah, Hank's videos, like the psychology videos, when I learned that there was a crash course video on personality disorders <laughs> and OCD, I was, like, I was salivating. Like, I was like, this is perfect. This is like, this can be the whole episode. I'm so excited. And then you watch them and they're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who? Okay. Stuff like psychology, like the stuff he's talking about is shit you learn in like college psychology courses, yeah. like about personality disorder. And at that point, if you are watching Crash Course in college, you need to what drop out. Yeah. <laughs> you need to drop out. You need to go back you to the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, if your teacher is showing you crash course videos, you're at fucking ASU. Yeah, like there's no other hey, explanation hey, for hey, this hey. shit. Hey, there's some smart people that went to ASU, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm sure that it's a large enough area that some people walked through. Smart people walked through the campus at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I had to dodge a couple of beer cannons or whatever. And and here's the thing: is like I was talking at the start of this episode about like who who the fuck are these for? Like what age range? And like with John. You, you get a sense that, like, yeah, there's a bit of awkwardness here. Like, he's he's trying to be the cool teacher to a kind of a number of different ages of kid, where it's, like, the subject matter is probably a little more high school, and he's a little edgy with the delivery sometimes, but then there's also, like, the cutesy, um, you know, types of uh, animations. But it's like, okay, yeah, you can see, like, again, the cool teacher, uh, or attempt at a cool teacher, like, making that miscalculation. With um, Hank, is just, like... He had to Google like five seconds before making these videos. Like, uh, what is a child? Like, how to talk to child? <laughs> and it, it, it's 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 the weirdest possible like combination of this insanely dry subject matter with like these, yeah. you know, uh, uh, video uh, the, the the animation styles that are for like eight year olds. Hank really unlocked for me with this video we watched called "I Am Not a." Well, it's okay. <laughs> See, the thing is, the it looks like it's saying, I am not a pussy. And he's not. No, but what it says is, I am not a P, uh, pound sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, Y. And then it says, this video contains mild swear words. <laughs> Just so you posse. know. I am not a posse. He's on his pearls before swine shit that fucking title <laughs> no yeah i got into a fight with hank green and just a bubble appeared with various symbols above his head the, the, the fact that he's trying to like match the the symbol to like the letter it reminds me of like leet speak like yeah no that's that's a level of just like you didn't need to be that specific he was fucking like shit. hung yeah. over his keyboard like handed his hands trying to figure out the symbol that looked most like a u and he had yeah. well, the that's why he's the science one yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, the way he has it spelled out is uh like is the name of like a a, a rapper that gets best new music on Pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if he had just done it in lead speak where it's like I'm sure. not a PU551. <laughs> I'd be I'd respect that more honestly. But yeah, that, that would be so cool. This video is about it's just I guess it's just on, it's just on the Blog Brothers channel. They just uploaded this, but it's about like he got into kind of like a minor traffic altercation. Like he was on his bike and like, I don't even fully understand what happened in this situation in his life that caused this to happen. But basically a guy like in a car, like yelled out the window and called him a pussy. And this whole video was like, well, uh, actually, sir, um, see, I am not the pussy because actually it's more brave to ride a bike. <laughs> and that's the 
the whole message of the video. And All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> I have to ride my bike to work every day, and I've made my peace that there's, like, shiny Pokemon odds that I'm just going to die every single morning. No, he's you not know, wrong maybe... that, like, driving a car, first of all, like ups your psychopath stat by like one or two points just the second you enter the driver's seat um but it's just so like the idea that this moment which like to any other normal person would be like oh that was weird of that guy to yell at me you know and just move on with their day this bothered him so much that he uploaded a video to his youtube channel addressed at the guy explaining why actually actually you're the pussy and i'm not I had a moment recently where I was tempted to do something like this. I was uh, <laughs> biking down this uh, neighborhood in Richmond called Carytown, which if you know Carytown, it's like this shopping district where traffic only flows one way. And if you bike in the streets there, it is a death sentence. And so I was biking on the sidewalk and I kind of like scooted by some old man who said, get your bike off the sidewalk while I was driving around. And I was like stewing in anger for like a full hour after that about that. So <laughs> I, mean, I, I find Hank very relatable there. The thing with Vlogbrothers is they, uh, they did the first reverse parasocial relationship where every aspect of their lives was like mediated on this fan base of girls and gays to they needed to agree with them. And this goes back to like their Tumblr and it goes to the Q&As on John's side channel where you would literally hear like the most minute, boring frustrations that they like had and like he had like in his marriage or whatever. It's like, <laughs> why are you talking about this? Like you're you're talking to teenagers. Like why are you talking about like how your wife and you like disagree about like the bed paneling that you purchased. (laughs) That's so bizarre. I mean, I guess like, because all the, like the John books came first, right? And actually, it's occurring to me, I don't know like what the Hank book situation is it's it's so cool that we gave... he wrote he wrote he wrote how to win friends and influence people yeah. <laughs> he actually wrote the art of the deal it's... Um, <laughs> he, I think he only recently like 2018 wrote a book um an absolutely remarkable thing so he did not get into writing books until uh quite a bit after john mm. did and they are both uh science fiction i have not read them Mm. Um, but supposedly people who like those things like them. Yeah. I want to, I want to try and read those. I think like maybe at some point we'll do a bonus on one of the Hank Green books because I'm like, I'm terrified of what's going to be in those fucking books, man. It's, it's, it's going to be like somehow more AI generated than actually AI generated literature. Just, yeah. It's the, it's the hard part- because they are pretty well reviewed, but it's one of those. It's you know, it's like when you go on a review site and you're watching like the third sequel to something, and it's like, well, the people who didn't like the first two movies aren't going to review this because they're not going to watch the third one. You know, uh, I, it's very self-selected, so they are well reviewed, but uh, by whom is kind of the question. Mm. Yeah, like. <sighs> I think that the thing that I'm realizing about um, John, especially from that, like, talk about the idea of minutiae of his relationship and whatnot and just, like, venting it to, like, 14-year-old girls is that, like, it's so cool that we gave millions and millions of dollars to the Jason Bateman character from Juno. (laughs) (laughs) Zoe, why don't you go through the the John Green socialism and uh, Israel-Palestine ones and debunk them for us because... Uh, nothing really stood out to me in the socialism one. The the Israel-Palestine one has something egregious at the fucking end of it, but that's about it for me. Yeah, so I was curious. I did, you know, do my homework and, and come up with some of my debunk notes, but the more I read them before this, I was like, this is kind of boring, so I'm not going to get too into it, but I will say that um, for the Israel-Palestine video, uh, There is something extremely important, which is that uh, Hank actually had his, I forgot what it was called, but he had like a side company. You know how like Elon has like the boring company or whatever, where he just like Mm -hmm. uses it to make like 
a flamethrower that's actually just like a lighter with a stick attached to it. Hank had something similar to that where he would make, you know, epic robotics projects or something. Um, And it was entirely funded by uh, an Israeli investor. Um, (coughs) That Israeli investor has lived in Israel for the past 30 years, but is actually from, I believe, the Bronx. Uh, oh, you don't say. <laughs> only in New York. Only in New York. Um, and he, he, there's like, if you look this up, there's almost nothing about it. The only place you can find it is there is a, a Reddit thread that, um, like talks about an interview Hank did where he talks about how he got funding for this. And the investor is legitimately just like a stereotypical, Israeli psychopath um so I I would say that that uh you know does kind of maybe color my my vision here of uh how they ended up making this video but uh Spencer I guess I'll let you talk about the the kind of glaring point in that video uh that you noticed yeah I mean I was honestly kind of on board with the uh Israel-Palestine one for a little bit like I'm sure there's a lot of discrepancies that people who have more like in-depth historical knowledge of the conflict uh would go into but I was kind of willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he said something that like not even most pop historians will say and then he pointed out like you know this conflict this isn't like some thousand like some millennia spanning Mm -hmm intractable religious conflict this is like a fairly recent thing that's very much driven by material interests i'm like okay maybe you know maybe this will be better than what we've come to expect and like he is fine for most of the video and then right at the end he just torpedoes any fucking goodwill because he says like and here's the problem with this both sides of this and like this is almost a verbatim quote both sides of this conflict need to understand the veracity of each other's narratives yeah about israel palestine like he says like he says like yes it is true that uh palestinians are living in an apartheid state that's basically under military occupation and they just like don't have access to the same life other people in the region do and but on the other hand like um uh you know jewish people need a homeland i think so yeah i think they need to sort it out there John is all about understanding people's feelings. I think that if Israel and Palestine could just sit down together and crack open a few few brewskis and just understand each other's points of view. He literally literally tells the Keemstar, Israel and Palestine need study John Legend Imagine. No, (laughs) they they do literally do that. Um, I mean, all of these, politically... John and Hank will always talk about how, like, John is, like, the bleeding heart liberal and, like, Hank is, like, more of the the, the capitalism breeds ingenuity thing. Um, but all of John's politics, I mean... Capitalism it, breeds ingenuity. That's how we got two John Greens. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to see, a, like, a Chomsky, a Chomsky-Foucault debate between the two of them. <laughs> oh, dude, they literally do kind of, like, debate each other over political stuff, and it's... It's always just so, so boring because Hank is, Hank is an idiot. Um, And John is, I I forgot who said this earlier, but like, he wants to, like, he doesn't want people to be mad at him. And like, he, he like very much listens to anybody who has a sad emotional story. Uh, And if that happens to be like an Israeli girl who's like, you know, um, scared of the free palestine signs in um uh crown heights then uh that's that's just how that's gonna go you know he's gonna sympathize with um any teenage girl with a sad story he's there for you oh god no what about the uh did you have any notes on the socialism and capitalism one i cannot i mean that one does have a really great aside where uh, it has two great asides one where he makes fun of his college self for being a too close-minded a communist and uh two he ranks the uh he ranks the communists he likes and doesn't like um and that was my favorite he likes yeah he, he likes marx he likes fidel uh he likes lenin um and he likes trotsky he doesn't like mao he doesn't like stalin he doesn't like the the kimmel family and he doesn't like um 
Ho Chi Minh, I think, or Pol Pot. If this thing is Pol Pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Pol Pot. Now, he just listed the people who are on the, like, um, death count, like, those, like, death count graphics that's, yeah. like, yes. Stalin, <laughs> 7 billion, Hitler, 6 million, you know, like, like that shit. Hannah, you wanted to say something? I did, yeah. Um, there's one part from the capitalism versus socialism video, because, like, it's, it's just really stupid and shallow overall, right? Like, it's... It's the sort of thing where, like, he spends, he says innovation so many times. Yeah. Um, and he, he talks about these, like, really sort of surface of ideas without, like, you know, the, the one serious, like, critique is that, like, well, he doesn't actually talk anything about, like, ownership structures. Um, it, it's just completely elided. Uh, but the, the more, like, silly, but, like, I can't stop thinking about this, like, dumbass thing that he says is, um, he talks about how like capitalism provides so much plenty that in America now more people are dying of obesity than hunger. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I, walk me through that one. Yeah. Walk me through what point you think you're making with that <laughs> shit. It is fascinating to see like a video because that video came out in like 2013, I think. I think that's one of the ones that's like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a video that is like that's before anybody's getting benched by gritty that was <laughs> that was before we were corn cobbing people yeah um, before yeah, exactly but at the same but it is so like on the one hand for the time on the internet remarkably fair to socialism as a concept yeah. but also like deeply deeply embarrassing and like i i i, I would bet and everything i had that john green self-identifies as the socialist in 2023 because mm-hmm. um you know Bernie made it. Bernie and AOC made it okay to do that. Um, but it's just so funny that like it's just the, such the classic framing of like, oh, when I was a fucking college student, I thought I knew everything. So now I'm just gonna like repeat some of the things I know, but then I'll say like, but capitalism uh, means we can have food. I guess <laughs> it's literally just um, things Hank told him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is the most like uh, my handlers in my earpiece video I've ever seen. <laughs> no, totally. He he is um, a. I can confirm that he's like a Denmark socialist guy. Like he's of like, course. oh, I wish yeah. we lived in Scandinavia, or like I wish the U.S. was like Scandinavia. Um, that's pretty much his politics. I will yeah, no, say. The, Go ahead. The part of the video where he says, like, well, you know, capitalism won, but like socialism and capitalism are still slugging it out in like, you know, the post office or Denmark at the end. That was the part where I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. You, no idea what the fuck you are talking about, dude. No. And it's like I I watch, you know, when I when I talked about wanting to be on for these videos because there's flaws in them i realized that a lot of my thinking came from when i thought about this stuff like five years ago and um since then we've had about a dozen or 50 uh quote unquote leftist youtubers try to make the same video uh, but actually marxist um and all of them fucking suck and it's like am i really gonna like go through and be like well, actually, you didn't talk about, like, material production here. It's like, <laughs> fucking, well, all right, man, I guess. Like, yeah. it's like, if I had to watch this in class to learn what socialism was, it is way better than the way I learned what socialism was in 10th grade, which was the diagram of, like, in capitalism, if, when the farmer has the cows, it means he can sell the milk. But in socialism, when the farmer has the cows, it means the government comes and takes some of his cows. Um, yeah, I learned I learned that communism was when everyone makes the exact amount, same amount of money, no matter how much work you do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> the exact same amount of money, no matter how much work. That was uh, that was my understand intro to communism. That's and so cool. you know what? In hindsight, that sounds fucking awesome. Kind of Let's do yeah, that. Kind of yeah. Yeah, everyone should my, make uh, $50,000 and that's it. They don't have to do <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, you should you should be like you should be like a cashier at Walmart or like a rocket scientist and make the same salary. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe yeah, if my... you're like an anesthesiologist or like <laughs> you're you're like a crack addict who is working at a Dunkin Donuts, you should both be making $50,000. Okay, but that's actually true. They're going to automate anesthesiology is like one of the only professions that actually should have been automated like 20 years ago but just <laughs> because it's like too, surely we have too scary we, to have a we machine have the, 
surely we have the capability now to just tell the machine how much anesthesia to, <laughs> to give no, a person. Do. It's literally just that it's too scary to tell a machine to like put a person to sleep. That's the only reason yeah. anesthesiologists exist. And they make like fucking $600,000 a year. It's so fucking cool. There's and no way to, con- to accidentally killing people. Yeah, they still kill people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the computer could not meeting like make a meaningfully more mistakes in that area than anesthesiologists already do. Let's just give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like if we paid people like half a million dollars a year to pack parachutes wrong. <laughs> here's here's my one uh, addendum to that policy of just making every job pay the exact same, like fifty thousand dollars. Is that every year, uh, one job will just randomly make like four times as much, but like it's it's chosen with like an NBA draft like lottery yeah. system. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like the, the number of complaints about the jobs that you get on Twitter in the the previous year, that's more balls in the hopper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The guy just pulls the card out of the envelope. He's like, "And the sixty thousand dollars is park ranger." There you go. A guy, a guy in like a park ranger outfit is like crying and like he's wearing like gold chains and stuff. Accept the sixty thousand dollars check. Yeah. For. For that year, your work uniform is like a really tacky NBA draft day suit. Yeah, exactly. Orange and with like a mauve pocket square. They bring you on stage and give you a hat that says $60,000 on it. (laughs) Okay. So. It's so clear how little we want to talk about this fucking video. Well, we we have to talk about the articles at least. Yeah. I want to talk about the article. The articles will save us. Let's go. So. The more interesting things with John Green is uh, his drama on the internet. The first of which, which we'll just touch on briefly, is that he is the reason you can't edit posts on Tumblr anymore. Um, I had to do some fucking r slash out of the loop research for this. And what happened was, is I did not know on Tumblr, I never used Tumblr except to look at porn when I was a teenager. And... On Tumblr, I did not know that you could edit other people's posts if you reblogged them, which that is like the single worst website design I think I've ever heard. No, I disagree. I think every website should still let you do this. (laughs) Okay, every website should let you do that or no websites. It cannot be a one or the other situation. No, I remember but, I was um I was like a moderator on just like some private forums that me and my like high school friends had. And what I would do when I didn't like someone is I would just like edit their post to say something really stupid, like, you know, I'm I'm a fucking little gay guy or whatever. And then I would just like quote it and just reply with a single question mark. Like <laughs> this you I did that so many times it never fucking got old. <laughs> Yeah, no, the uh, at, at our school, um, there was a tendency, like, uh, they were they had access set up so everyone could email the entire, like, ev- the entire school, basically. And if you ever left your uh, computer logged in, people would, like, you know, just get on and send shit. And most of the time, they would just say, like, meow, I'm a cat or something. And uh, nothing like that. But uh, one girl who was, like, the librarian's daughter got the treatment, except it was a email that said, corn on the cob, and when you clicked it open, it was a video of two rhinoceroses having sex. <laughs> <laughs> then they pulled the plug on the entire thing. Cool. <laughs> Fucking <Dang>. awesome. <laughs> so sick, too. This this uh this post though is like I mean I I have not used Tumblr in several years but this was one of like the holy grail Tumblr posts that you would just see re- still reblogged every so often because that's the other thing about Tumblr is like even if he deleted the post it lives on in the reblog chains right so you can just keep sharing it as many times as you want um and someone edited someone edited a, a some random John Green post uh so that it said uh. I won't read the whole thing because it's rather it's rather vulgar, but it starts infamously with cock is one of my favorite tastes. Not only that, but balls smell amazing. It makes me go a little crazy on it, to be honest. Like, I can't I get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. <laughs> and it goes on to talk about cum and things like that. <laughs> 
it, it still makes me laugh. It's still like it's probably a decade later. It still makes me laugh. It's still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, it's funnier because it got the the copy pasta got more engagement than the original John Green post. <laughs> it got so out of hand that John Green contacted the moderators at Tumblr and had them rewrite the rules on his behalf. <laughs> It's so funny that you just, some guy just like changed it so like drew a penis on your face basically and then you folded immediately. (laughs) It really is like the mildest possible way to to harass someone online, but God, oh God, it still gets me. I wish I could do this to every account I don't like in in today's era. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what we actually want to talk about and we're going to read huge chunks of uh, to fill out the rest of the episode is... The Mary Sue wrote an article about John Green back in 2015. 2015? Yeah. This was 2015. I thought this was like 2011. No, no, no. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's important for context because this is in the, this is smack dab in the middle of like post Gamergate pre Hillary Mm -hmm. losing like era (laughs) of pop feminism. The Obama years of pop feminism I want to be. Like, I want to do like Jane Goodall study on it. This is like, definitely I, I wanna... the Harry Potter is woke era as well. This was yeah. fully, fully Harry Potter is woke era. Yes, and uh, so what happened was is that John Green, someone on Tumblr, basically said John Green is like a creep and he panders to teenager, and uh, he they said that like. He's the equivalent of the dad in your friend group that always volunteers to supervise the pool parties and scoots his lawn chair close to all the girls. I mean, like, I'm not going to scold anyone for making edgy jokes implying someone is a pedophile, but, like, that's what this is doing. God like, knows. Yeah. I, I make $300 a month doing that on this very Patreon. <laughs> uh, I, have, I, have, I make my grocery money off of calling a lot of my closest friends pedophiles. So. <laughs> You know, I, glass houses and all that. But, like, let's be clear. Yeah. This is what that is doing. Um, and I, I would like to read the first couple paragraphs of this article because there's something right up front that fucking well, I, destroyed me. I I need to establish more context. Uh, right John Green fired back at that. Like, he basically said, like, hey, fuck off. This isn't cool. Like, you know, that's completely wrong of you to say that about me. Which, like is a fair thing to say in his position and then there was like that response caused caused a teenage writer at the huffington post to write a whole article kind of like waffling and defending like she was basically saying like i'm not saying john green is a pedophile but if someone calls you a pedophile you need to sit your white ass down and listen yes (laughs) the the huffington post article is maybe crazier than the mary sue one to be honest but they're both great yeah the 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 one quote that um what is it it that Hannah singled out for this that I just want to can, can I read this sucker out <laughs> yes please it's so it's insane because like okay for for a bit of context like the distinction that the the Huffington Post person and also like this Mary Sue writer are trying to make is that like oh well you were acting like this uh, Tumblr user accused you of being a pedophile but they just said you were creepy and it's this. It's it's the corniest like I'm not touching you shit ever, right? But yeah. like this is the way that the um the Huffington Post teen writer uh, mentions it. It's like there are tons of people who I think are creepy. That guy who kept throwing things at Miles Teller's head in Whiplash, the creepy <laughs> guy who sometimes stands outside when I walk past his house, and even some of my teachers at school. And what's more, black guys that walk on the same side of the sidewalk as me. That, that part's not in there, but it's it's yeah. the vibe I'm getting. The, the 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 one that is insane. It's like yeah, the the main issue with the guy from Whiplash was that he was creepy. He's creepy. Yeah, the, that yeah, was the main problem. That guy was a fucking. That guy. There was something sus about that guy. What I love about this quote <laughs> is it says there are tons of people who I think are creepy, and then by example two, she's like the creepy guy. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a guy who stands on his porch and it's like, yeah. oh, th- that's that's what you can think of. But it's just so funny that like the disconnect between like, I'm not accusing you of being a pedophile, I'm just accusing you of being creepy. But it's like, but what what do you think is the significance of someone being creepy if that's not what you think they're doing, right? Like it is, like Anna said, it's the most it's this I'm not touching you game of like, well, I didn't say you were doing sex crimes. And I mean we'll get into the way they're treating his response but it's just like the perfect encapsulation of what pop feminism was at the time i think to be like 
Now listen, I have accused you of being a sex criminal. And the fact that you defended yourself from those accusations by saying they are completely baseless means that you need to learn something about listening to women. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I want to think the alternate universe where John Green is like, nah, damn, I'm sorry, I am a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I fucked up. The reality is that his main perversion is more like uh I identify as the Shoda like he's like he he has the same like sexual desire as the kid in Rushmore like he he literally is just like he wants like a wise Fuck. motherly figure yeah no yeah that's, which which yeah. is a cool which is is healthy and normal and no, nothing wrong with it whatsoever mm-hmm. um and uh, so no let's just start we'll start with um uh Esther, you can read the first couple paragraphs if you want to. Thank you. It starts with an editor's correction, which was, you know, added presumably after publication. But it says, starts with editor's note. I corrected the name of the Tumblr user who wanted to prod Green to react below. It was not White Girls Eat Shit. (laughs) But Esther 1995 who made that particular comment. Apologies for the mistake and attribution. Uh, Great. Right, right off the bat, I hope that Tumblr user White Girls Ain't Shit is doing well today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, but it yeah. gets gets better because then it says, as the article begins, which should have been a molehill has turned into a mountain, and it really, really shouldn't have because adults should know better. About two weeks ago on Tumblr, a user named Virgin, <laughs> who doesn't seem to have posts up anymore. <laughs> posted the following opinion of YA writer and blog brother John Green and the way he handles his public persona. And then it's a quote that uh, we... Very quickly, uh, love that the vlog brother in his article just links to the vlog brother's YouTube channel. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, this guy is like a, a sus pedophile who's abusing children by like yeah. asking to not be called a pedophile. But here's his YouTube channel yeah, if you want to see some stuff. cool videos. <laughs> Um, but the quote is, uh, the full quote is, I bet John Green thinks people don't like him because he's a dork or a nerd or whatever, when in reality it's because he's a creep who panders to teenage girls so that he can amass some weird cult-like following. And it's always girls who feel misunderstood, you know? And he goes out of his way to make them feel important and desirable, which is fucking weird? That's a little Tumblr vernacular. <laughs> it's just a bunch of quotation marks after every sentence. Yeah. And then also he has a social media presence that's equivalent to the dad of the kid in your friend group who always volunteers to supervise pool parties, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Um, that was the post in its entirety. <laughs> um, now as Huffington Post teen writer Cameron Garrett points out, okay, awesome. Great, great teen name. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. She, she's friends with Crystal, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron Garrett, like, you know that she has, like, a, a best guy friend who is equally as annoying as her, who is named Garrett Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the quotes from the Huffington Post article it says, okay, awesome. She said her piece, right? And nowhere in that chunk of words did she accuse John Green of sexual assault, end quote. Now I have not no- even Saul Goodman could get away with that. Holy <laughs> 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 shit. <laughs> God. That is like that is like saying that you're gonna kill someone in Minecraft level yeah. flimsy. <laughs> now I have no way of knowing the gender of the person who posted this. Garrett says she, probably assuming that since Green's primary YA fan base is female, that the critic is too. But they most certainly did not accuse John Green of sexual assault, or even likely to commit sexual assault. Just the opinion that he gives off creeper vibe capitalized. That's the thing. It's like if you're getting if you're getting all the way to even likely to commit sexual assault, then like what is the accusation of being a creeper? Because isn't the only implication of calling someone creepy is that they're likely <laughs> to yeah. do some this sexual like, assault? You're not a pedo. This you just like... give off pedo vibes. <laughs> yeah. This is like turning me into like one of those really annoying incels that's saying like, oh, women are ableist towards autistic men or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's just like looping me back into that position. But continue, Esther. Hell, I think John Malkovich is creepy. Okay. <laughs> it's completely irrational. And I know this. I know objectively that Malkovich is a talented, accomplished actor. And though I don't know him, I'm sure he's a perfectly fine, decent human being. That's it. Creepy. I can't watch a film of his without shuddering a little. Much the same, much the way that some people have resting bitch face. That links to a BuzzFeed article. Or alternately, resting this wouldn't bother you if I was a guy face. That also links to a different BuzzFeed article. 
And that's just their face. Some people just give off a creepy vibe. Oftentimes it has nothing to do with the person. I love yeah. how much this is like, tried to spin it as like, John, you should have been flattered to be called <laughs> creepy. John, it's not your fault. You have a bright career as a character actor. I would love to do like a keto to this and then basically just saying like, I mean, just because I'm saying a girl has resting bitch face doesn't mean I think she's a bitch. You know, yeah. some women just give off that vibe. <laughs> But, but John Green took to Tumblr himself a couple of days ago after someone tagged him in a reblog of the above statement and got a bit lectury and defensive for no real reason. Can I read John? Please read John's post. You want me to defend yeah. myself against the implication that I sexually abuse children? Okay. I do not sexually abuse children. <laughs> Throwing that kind of accusation around is sick and libelous, and most importantly damages the discourse around actual sexual abuse of children. When you use accusations of pedophilia as a way to it, as a way of insulting people whose work you don't like, you trivialize abuse. Oh, we got to put this guy in fucking prison. (laughs) Again, it's just, it's a little annoying, but it's like basically inarguable. Yeah, that's the thing. It's (laughs) it's like one of those things where like, if someone said that, like, you'd be like, okay, come on, man, calm down. But like, it's, it's correct. I think it's a perfectly understandable reaction to someone very obviously implying that you're a pedophile. Just be like, what the fuck? No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the thing. Once you have made like the life choices that John Green has up until this point, I think this is like a fairly reasonable response. Um, it's again a little like dramatic, but like it's mostly fine. The key here is to just like take a step back and review the idea of like cultivating this kind of, you know, like online friendship with a bunch of, you know, weird teenagers, right? Where it's like, if I fault him for anything, it's for creating the kind of vibe that like, hey, if you are this sort of like awkward and lonely teen, then like, I am your friend. Um, And if you say that to enough people like that, then some of them are going to get really hung up on you being a bad friend, you know, but like, Mm -hmm. that's about the worst that I can accuse him of is just like kind of overreach and that pro- like sympathetic but kind of weird project that we've been talking yeah. about his for the whole episode. The way you can know that John isn't a pedophile is that if he was, statistically we would have found out by now. Because That's true. he is just surrounded by thousands of teenage girls every day for the past like 20 yeah. years. We would have found out by now. We are deep yeah, in he the would have been on. Yeah, he would have been on his Gary Glitter shit and he did not <laughs> Just imagine he is like the best opsec of all time, though. No, it's like those posts you see about Obama that's like 12 years of books, not one scandal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let me take over here because oh, I want to read that. Yeah. Whoa, 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 home slice. No one has actually accused you of pedophilia. Granted, there were implied comparisons to pedophiles. Oh, well, that would clear. just be the ball game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but there were using the comparison to explain how they felt about you, which is very different than accusing you of a crime. This is like the girl version of saying I'm not a pedophile, I'm an ephebophile. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sure it isn't pleasant to hear stuff like that. At the same time, you're throwing around some pretty unfounded accusation yourself by saying that this person is trivializing abuse by throwing that kind of accusation. They didn't accuse you of anything. That's just just flawless, just mental math right there. I didn't say you were a serial killer. I yeah. just said you were like a serial killer. This is this is <laughs> like, like a, I'm gonna close I'm gonna close my eyes and start punching. And if I hit you, it's your fault. <laughs> this feels like the social justice version of a whitest kids you know sketch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, what's more, it was some other ass clown on Tumblr. <laughs> oh. Astro 19. I'm so happy that this stuff has preserved in Amber. Yeah. It was some other fuck waffle on Tumblr. Yeah. Who made to, sure to tag Green saying, let's get enough notes so he has to address it and try to defend himself. That person is my favorite person in the whole story. <laughs> mostly for the mostly for the phrase, try to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. Right in the hands of someone who's purposely tagging you and laughing their ass off. You want to be righteously angry about something? Be righteously angry at that person. Speaking of righteous anger, Green goes on in his Tumblr post. And I'm not. I, I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll hit uh, this one up again. I don't think this one's going to be quite as funny. But it says yeah. here, uh, I'm tired of seeing the language of social justice. Important language being important work. Misuse as a way to dehumanize others and treat them hatefully. 
So we all see you can seek to share the jolt that accompanies outrage and anger. Studies have shown the complicated dopamine rush that comes with righteous indignation is very powerful, and I'm indulging it simply by responding to the outrageous accusation that my work is somehow evidence of sexual abuse. But the outrage cycle is exhausting, and while there are wonderful examples call of it, outrage, Call out response, blah, blah, boring as hell. Blah, blah, yeah, 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 blah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he talks about, like, you gotta uplift people, we need more diverse books, etc. Et and he was right, like, this is shit I say every day in 2023, you know, that all of us say, like, oh man, it sucks that people use, like, you know, social justice language and therapy talk and shit to, you know, bully and abuse people online, um, just because it gives them a dopamine rush. Like, this, this fucking, he's right. Um, yeah, but it's just it so be funny. Like us and just bully and abuse people because it's really funny. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> but also, like, you know, he's just saying it at exactly the wrong time, right? Like, no one fucking wanted to hear that in 2015, right? No one wanted, and I mean, they still don't, but like, especially in 2015. Yeah. Uh, he said, uh, "I agree." At the same time, I don't think that the righteous indignation cycle started with the original poster. I think that it started with John Green, and it continued with other YA authors like Maureen Johnson, Sarah Dessen, and Chuck Wendig. Probably oh, I can't wait. Si- I think he, he's like, sirens. I, recent, I recently read a flizz-wumping post on Tumblr about my friend yeah. John Green. Yeah. Uh, coming to Green's defense and twisting this into a conversation about call-out culture and online abuse, which is decidedly not what this was. I'd recommend reading Cameron Garrett's <laughs> Huffington Post essay that's linked to above as she pro- provides some insightful words about what Green's reaction means to a teenage girl. That sentence is way more pedophilic than anything <laughs> has ever done. Yeah. Follow Friday these wonderful teenage girls. You beat me to it. Fuck. Yeah, no. Damn. She's so smart for her age. Um... What I'll say is this. If you're writing literature for teen girls, you should know not only how to dialogue with them better, but you should recognize that you're the adult in the conversation. I mean, isn't John Green's whole appeal how he, like, kind of mm-hmm. brings himself to their level, like, meets them at their level, yeah. basically? But also, like, he is he's acting like the adult of the situation by saying, hey, I know you're, like, a, a teenager, and that makes you stupid, but you shouldn't say this about people. Mm-hmm. That is being the adult. Being the adult of the situation is not like sitting down with like both hands on your chin, like "all right, teenage girls, let's hear all of the thoughts that you have to say." Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not saying talk down to them. Far from it. But I'm saying that as an adult, you should have more context and insight to work with. If a girl thinks you're creepy because of how she perceives you run your publicity. There are reasons for that. (laughs) Girls and women are trained to be on alert at all times around men, particularly men in positions of authority. One of the awesome things about being part of a patriarchy slash sarcasm. I'm glad you included uh, that because I wouldn't have picked up on that otherwise. Feels like a complete mangling of the term patriarchy, but I'm just going to roll with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know. Oh, God. Okay. A fan (laughs) expressing feeling creeped out might have been a wonderful opportunity to be super clear, perhaps even to start a conversation about why a female teen reader might feel that way. Again, you're just asking him to go like, all right, I get it. I know I seem like a pedophile. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So so the next sentence is like an attempt on the part of this writer to like, this is what John Green could have said that would be better for it. And it comes off as way more pedophile than anything that John said. (laughs) Like, first off, you should know that my only reason for being so open with my fans is not to amass a cult-like following, but because I genuinely care what happens to them, and I enjoy providing a vehicle through which they can communicate with each other and with adults like me about the things that affect their lives. But I think that it's important that you bring this up because I understand why a young person, particularly a young girl, might be suspicious when they see an adult having this kind of following. If if he had done that, there would be like JCS true crime YouTube channels being like, now, if somebody was innocent in a situation like this, they would respond with umbrage and denial. This is the most like trying to thread a needle response that like I, I would see this and be like oh wait does he fuck kids this is literally this is, this is the most grooming language possible he's like this I is like a right? cut this is like a like a lost to time conversation between alan ginsburg and andrea dork <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah okay 
Look, I'm not here to write your PR for you, Mr. Green. You're a writer. <laughs> you can do that yourself. Uh, what I'm suggesting is that before you get to the righteous indignation place, you remember that your fans are still developing the way they express themselves, both online and in the world, and that it's possible to take them possible to take them seriously while remaining the adult in the relationship and not lowering yourself to their semi-accusatory level. The, the what? Okay, so the adult, so the adult of the what? The adult in the oh yeah, pause. Yeah. <laughs> pause. <laughs> Hold up. Uh, your platform puts you in a position of power uh, that you can use for good. The pen is mightier than the sword. Wield it well. Uh, Have a tip we should know about? Tips at the <laughs> Do you know what John Green did? Email us here. Um, yeah, so the writer is still, uh, is still writing for the Mary Sue, um, and that she, she says that she has ADHD in her bio at the Mary Sue. That's that, so cool. I feel that. Yeah. So, I think now is the time I will bring up my story about John Green's greatest victim. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good closer. Um, it's very much a story that I was like, should I tell this? But, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. It's been like 15 years, so I feel like it's long enough. Uh, I'll still use a different name for the girl. I'm going to call her Valerie. Um, Valerie was like an OG holds up spork girl. Uh, she had a huge crush on me. I remember... In first grade, this is like one of my earliest like relationship memories, quote unquote, or whatever. I got pulled out of class by my mom to go to the dentist and she like got up and she ran over and hugged me and was like, good luck or something like that. It was very cute, very sweet, normal first grade stuff. Um, but flash forward to, I think, eighth grade or so, and she's like, a huge Tumblr addict, like whole deal. Homestuck, she's there. Tumblr aesthetics, like you got it. Absolutely top to bottom Tumblr icon. Uh, I remember she would like go around going um, awkward turtle and like make a little turtle symbol. Um, I don't know what that meant, but she did that all Self, the time. Self-explanatory. So this, this, this wasn't in, this wasn't in like, Connecticut and this person <laughs> later didn't go on to <laughs> I think fortunately no you'll understand why that's fortunately Wait, this is this is like a Jacob from Lost situation where we all interacted with the same <laughs> <laughs> awkward Tumblr girl at key points in our lives we'd countered her you knew the awkward turtle yeah. girl like at some point in your life you knew awkward turtle girl yeah. um but uh have you seen this man? <laughs> yeah, have you, have you dreamed this man? <laughs> we're like in we're in geography class or something. I don't remember what they called it. It was one of those like history classes that wasn't actually history because they would like I don't know also talk about maps or something. Mm -hmm. Some bullshit class. I also went to a stupid private school like Spencer, and it also was a waste of money. Um, I think this was like the same class where they they like had me pick a piece of paper out of a fishbowl that told me what my job was and then said that's communism <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so you get the idea i think i think if we like synthesized every shitty description of communism that uh that like private schools have i think we could figure It'd be something a whole out new political horizon <laughs> yeah no everyone gets paid the same amount of money you get your job out of a fishbowl yeah and you can't own livestock that's the like that's the synthesis of all these political <laughs> i mean programs. that was the cultural revolution can't correct me yeah you studied that all right um she she okay yeah so the the teacher for this stupid fucking history class loved putting on crash course videos uh for us it wasn't homework it was like in class you know uh and at one point like i remember val she like mentioned that she thinks john green is actually like super cute she used that that phrase uh and this was not the same day but i remember that happened like a few weeks before what i'll refer to as the incident uh so yeah whatever not that weird for a teenage girl to have a crush on a middle-aged guy that's totally normal 
normal. We all did it normal. Um, it's the middle of class. We're watching the video on like the French Revolution or something. Uh, the lights are off, but it's daytime, so there's still some light, you know, coming through the windows. You can still kind of see. Uh, we're sitting at those like classic school desks, you know, with the laminate fake wood tops and the drawer beneath them. It's a, it's a two by two scenario. Um, <laughs> I'm like half asleep because I was always half asleep for um, the entirety of school. Uh, and suddenly I notice there's kind of like a weird noise. Uh, the only way I can describe it is imagine someone is chewing gum with their mouth open. Um, that's, that's, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> that's oh, God. <laughs> please, please. So I kind of ignore it. I go, you know, back to half asleep. And then all of a sudden I hear a chair screech. And the fat kid, um, we'll call him Andy. The fat kid <laughs> screeches his chair back and he goes, Valerie is flicking her bean. Ew. And the whole class starts like fucking shrieking. Uh, the teacher's face goes cold. She looks like she's having like fucking Vietnam War class. I have the teacher's face like imprinted in my brain. Uh, I remember Valerie like started yelling like no, no, that's not true. No, false. Like literally doing like the fucking like Dwight like uh false <laughs> as a response to this before running out of the room and yeah again this is like kind of sad i feel a bit bad like talking about it but also like this bitch fucking like jacked off to john green talking about french history and geography class like this is the worst possible middle school experience you could have i don't think she ever lived it down i'm pretty sure she fucking transferred school like there is no yeah. way you could ever live this down it's just absolutely mortifying yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought the kid who just like admitted to jacking off in the bathroom was like severe. That is, goddamn. So that's like a twenty first century southern gothic <laughs> story. That's what kids say. So fucking gross. It's like it's it's bad that, enough that it is like I have lots of stories that I'll you know tell when I'm drunk. I kind of do not tell this one because it's like it's like what the fuck though. But I figured you know it's finally time. It's it's time to talk about this era of Crash Course and the the emotional havoc that this reached on teenage Tumblr girls. I I feel like everyone in that class should have been treated the same way you treat like a kid when their college roommate commits suicide. Like, <laughs> We have resources available for you. <laughs> Everyone gets like a C at the yeah. bare minimum okay, so, for the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, for class. sure. So first of all, nobody was allowed to talk about it. Like at all. You were just, it was like, if you talked about it, a teacher would take you out of class and tell you not to talk about it. It was just like, it was like North Korea, like being caught with like fucking like friends on your laptop. It's just not okay. Um, they also had to switch the chairs up. Because kids didn't want to sit at the desk that she sat. At. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like a big man. thing where, like, if you like started to sit at the desk, everybody would like fucking act like you were doing the cheese touch. You know, they're like, "No, don't sit there." Oh. <laughs> 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 What an incredible finale to this season finale this is. This is the real reason I wanted yeah. to come on. I was like, oh yeah, I'll, de <laughs> I'll debunk the videos or whatever. It's like, no, nobody fucking cares. I'm not gonna fucking talk about Marxism. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm just like sitting, just in like quiet disbelief. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I just zoned out for like five minutes after hearing that. <laughs> That's unreal. I hope she's okay. Oh I really God. don't know what happened to her. I do too. <laughs> Yeah, I I really hope she's fine. That's that is. I'm sure she has. She probably has like forty thousand followers on Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you all for listening to this mini season of Get Cynical. Zoe, thank you for coming on. Um, we are going to be doing bonus only for a little while, but this summer. This summer, we've got a big one planned. We've got a really research-heavy one that is going to come out. I'm very excited for it. And, uh, yeah, catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.